bad. What's going on? Not too much. Cooling. Cooling? Oh, you really laid back. I am. I don't even know why. I'm just like, I was up late too, though. Hey, I mean, you be making it happen, so I understand. Oh, somehow, some way, I don't know. <laughs> What's going on, Bree? What's going on, Keisha? What's going on, Desi? Yo, Desi, what part of North Carolina you in? <laughs> you mean what part was I? Was I in? Oh, man, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> did a drive-by. Where was you at? <laughs> I can't talk, man. I can't talk right oh, now. Oh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. No, but uh, just, just know I'm... Don't stop, Desi. That's my new name, baby. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> oh, man. Great road running. Man. My sister pulled up on me last night, Kel. Ivory nothing, bro. They had me laughing all night, bro. That's the only thing that got hey, me through it, for real, you, for real. You, you switched that conversation up real fast, though. <laughs> what happened? What happened? <laughs> what, what happened? Was, what? From what we was talking about, and then you was like... Uh, you just switched it up and started talking about something else, and I was like, "Did he mean to do that?" I don't know what we was talking about. What we was talking? I forgot, man. I'm, I was about I'm to, not gonna say it up here. You, well, you'll tell me. You'll tell me. We, yeah, yeah. You forgot somebody is you know, on us. You know, I, you know, I be misremembering. Misremembering. Right. What up, Adrian? <laughs> what up, Lorenzo? Uh, what's up, Adrian? What you up, know, Jennifer? it's going down next time. What up, CJ? Miss Jenny, Jen, Jen. What's going on, Prime? Going on, William, Ebony. What's James. going on, Prime? That's my dog, Prime and James. I see Wait you a minute. Hop up down the stage with you last night. I said, "Oh, what he finna say?" Arkea. Man, you know, you know, Prime don't play <laughs> about me and JD now. Right. <laughs> Ebony, what's up? What's up? My official, official, official new sister. Hey, Ebony. That's my friend. Don't be trying to come up here and take care of me. Oh, my God. She done deal. 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 Can you, wow. can you imagine Desi with some braids? I really can. I'm going to send y'all my throwback pictures. I'm going to send y'all some throwback pictures. Dude. Oh, oh, my man. God. Please do. Oh, I had dreads. I had braids before. What? You know? I see dreads. Yeah. Look at my yeah. yeah. Bree seen it. Yeah. Oh, you, you really used to be out here, huh? Dun, dun, dun oh, it yeah, all. Heard what I said, Kelsey. It's nine o'clock. You know what I said? What you it's say? nine o'clock. Yeah, I that said. part. It's nine o'clock. Yeah. Looking like, go home, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> what? The, what does it even mean, Bezel? <laughs> Girl, he's so old. <laughs> Anyways, good morning. I just had to hit that note for y'all real quick. Good morning, everybody. You are in the, y'all, I was, I just got distracted, sorry, but you're in the Trucking Breakfast Club here on the Trucking Breakfast Club platform on Clubhouse. As you can see, we have our own room now, which means everybody that's in here needs to click that little house at the top 
to follow our room. Thanks to Henry. He stayed up on that this weekend while we was out here wilding. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I was having um, fun, but that was okay. I was I was okay. Yes. He was up on that. He said, oh, we can get our own room. And I said, do it right now ASAP. Love Jory and everybody at Trans- Transportation and Logistics. But we've been waiting on this, y'all. I don't even remember who put the room in. I think Desi put the room in a long time ago. Nah, I did. They were just, well, somebody did. And it was just taking forever. Um, so, yeah, very excited about that. So make sure y'all support us. Follow that room. Um, and then if anyone, I think we were speaking about this last night. If anyone wants to, has anything related and they would want to, like, start a room, definitely just hit us up. Let us know what it's about. You know, we could talk about it. Really, it is the Truck and Breakfast Club. But, you know, we could figure something out. We could figure something out. So, yeah, excited to be here this morning. Let's go ahead and let the moderators introduce themselves. I feel like we need another name than moderators, like maybe the crew or something like that, because we all family. So yeah, I feel yeah, like moderators feel is a little bit too professional. So let's let the crew introduce themselves. Good morning, Bree. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Great morning. Grand Rising uh, is Bree. I'm based out of Atlanta. I am a freight broker, owner of Cattern Books Logistics. And let's get into it. Bree's a retired CDO driver at the age of 26. <laughs> Hey, Keisha. Good morning, Keisha. Hey, y'all. I am LaKeisha, owner and operator of the Dispatch Hub. Um, We have a course this weekend. I hate to just say that, but, you know, we get flooded with uh, DMs all the time about, hey, we missed the course. Well, if you want to see me, Jennifer, TJ with Systems, and Kelsey to touch a little bit of compliance and back office, you need to be enrolled by... Friday. But also I want to have a great day today. Let's get into some of this some of this knowledge and um that's it. Yes, I'm definitely going to want your input today too because you're accustomed to all this stuff as well. And Henry also set up his own trucking company. So good morning Henry, go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Yes, yes, I'm Henry from Raleigh Durham. Uh, I did set up my own trucking company, small carrier, hub certified, um, and I, you know, use talents in my other uh, endeavors. So a lot of media and marketing, and I use that to grow my transportation company. All right, Desi, come on, tell the people, hey, <laughs> hey, this is don't stop, Desi, Desi. All right, oh my yeah, God. He, he's wide awake now. He's wide awake. Yeah, I'm on coffee and a lot of stuff. Yeah. Point. I'm on coffee and a lot of stuff, but um, yeah, we got our own room. I'm based in Atlanta, um, but the thing about having our own room, we still connected to all the other rooms. Yeah, that's um, if right. If you guys saw it, um, Kelsey, Keish, they were moderators on the Hustlers Club yesterday. You know, we break bread with each other, man. We can't be divided by no room. We united. Um, you know, we just doing our own thing, but we we all united, baby. Yeah, we in the Still, same neighborhood. You know. We all in the same cul-de-sac. It's like there's a bunch of houses, but we're in the same cul-de-sac. We're like them neighbors that like barbecue in the middle of the road. Together. Right. Say that. And say that. So, hey, family's family. <laughs> we visit our families, you know. They yeah. visit us. That's how we roll. Yeah. Absolutely. So, as you all know, this is our first week doing a series of topics. So, what we've done is decided some different things that we wanted to talk about. And we realized this deserves more than one show. So, this week, we're talking about something that we have never actually went through, discussed, and really 
um, dropped major gems on, which is drum roll, please. Anybody? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't have that your sound company, effect. Your company set up as a trucking company, y'all, specifically to a trucking company. Some of these things. Um, I mean, if you help other people set up a trucking company, of course, the business setup that we talked about yesterday, everything from getting that FMCSA regulation pocketbook, the company name, company phone number, address, getting a company email that you could set up through like G Suite, getting your EIN number, business bank account, starting your business credit. That's basic business stuff, right? And I don't know if y'all seen on Instagram yesterday, my babies helped me make a little video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my husband yeah, that, said, "Why that you got my kids out here looking crazy?" Man, that was that like, was what? funny. What made you? What made y'all do that? That was so. Funny. I was making the video, and they just ran in the room. In case it was like dance, 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 and then Sonny ran in the room, and then he ran in the office, and he was like, "Come on, mommy, dance, let's," because they just heard the music from the real. Gotcha. But yeah, that, they just hopped in cool. and started dancing. Then my babies right there. Lakeisha got some good ads too, though. Her, her daughter yes, was in there. She does. <laughs> So, yeah, I've just been trying to write like a little summary of kind of what we talk about on the Truck and Breakfast Club and do like a reel to it every day. Something fun and interactive because, you know, we are trying to um, our goal is to not be on Clubhouse forever. Obviously, um, as long as we can ride this, we're going to ride this. But, you know, doing podcasts and different things like that, too. So we got to we got to market elsewhere. Um, but, yeah, so we talked about business setup yesterday. And just so you guys know, this is all based on the checklist um, that that I sent out to like hundreds of people to set up a trucking company. I don't know if anyone's actually successfully done it yet, but I know I've sent it out to like hundreds of people. So I'm sure I know that you can do it by this checklist. This is what I did. Um, and I know a couple people did request that I send it to them. Y'all, I'm going to get to y'all had a busy day yesterday like busy with like 14 s's on there so very very busy well, but anyway send, send me that link and i'll just put it up so everybody can just download it themselves yeah that'll work too maybe because you know i like to get the phone numbers but anyway <laughs> i'm like wait a minute harry but anyway y'all need back here talking but today we are going to talk about the motor carrier setup portion of your trucking company. So this is what I discuss in my course as company compliance. Like aside from the actual ELD and all that stuff that we'll talk about tomorrow, this is the actual what you need as a motor carrier registration wise to be in compliance with the FMCSA and to run a legal operation. Okay. Legal. We're not, we're not that no, what do they say? Gone are the days of operating with no uh, CDL with no DLT number, with your inactive MC authority. We're no longer doing that anymore. We're going to do things the right way and we're going to set it up correctly from the beginning. So before I start, I want to ask um, a question. So Keisha, I know that you've set up a trucking company before. How difficult was it for you to get this information in? Would it have been easier if you had somebody like lay it out for you from the beginning? It would have been easier but um, I hate to say this because I'm not even a negative person. We were so young in the game. We got a lot of people that was like, well, your insurance is going to be high. And, you know, this and that. Don't do this. Don't do that. So we kind of started off like, uh, you know, how sometimes negativity motivates you. So we started off like that, which we created a lot of mistakes because nobody was there to help us. 
that's here nor there because look, we made it. But I really, really think um, the risk was needed. If everything was laid out, I, I would rather take it the way that we took it rather than it would laid out laid out for me um, because it built experience for me and Junior, so to speak. But of course, if everything was laid out to me, then, you know, it'd be easier. And I don't mind laying it out for people now because I don't want them to make the same mistakes that we made. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why my heart is so deep. Oh, I can dispatch anything. Let's let's just make that clear. But my heart is at hot shots and flatbeds because, you know, that's what I know. And that's what that's what fed my family. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say if it was laid out to me, of course, if I had a me, if I had a Keisha back then, and I'm not even trying to be funny. I, it would work well. If I had a Kelsey back then, we would have, we would have, the mistakes that we made would have never been made. If I had breathe in, I wouldn't be up all night trying to, you know, talk to different type of brokers and, you know, um, learning the terminology on my own. My terminology knowledge was on trial error. I had so many people taking advantage of me because I was calling, stuttering, stuff like that. And even if I had a Henry to help us get automated, you know, back then, um, automation wasn't all that big, but, you know, it still was there. We still could have used it. Um, Desi, Desi, he could have helped me be a mentor to me and him because we didn't know what we was doing. I was booking loads for uh, reefers and we wasn't even a reefer. So, I mean, it's just different things. And, um, you know, it's like that. Yeah, absolutely. Henry, how was how difficult was it for you to um, set up your trucking company? And I'm talking about from a DLT, MC, UCR, insurance, that standpoint, because that's specifically what we're discussing today. So I got I got I was lucky and unlucky all at the same time. So I did <clears throat> I did run across a coach after I started. So I started because I, you know, uh, like, you know, my backstory, I started because I thought there was a contract that I was going to have in place and I had to pivot real quick. So but. Um, luckily I'm a type of guy that I get on the phone and I start calling trying to figure stuff out. So I'm like, okay, I got this truck. It's like, and it's funny cause I'm in North Carolina. I bought a truck like in Pennsylvania, had to pay somebody to go get it. So as I'm talking to the dealership, I'm just asking like, all right, what do I need for this thing to move on a lot? Oh, you need insurance. Okay. Let me go call the insurance. Oh, and then I, I don't know. I guess luckily the people I called, they told me what I need, like the drug consortium. I luckily ran into that before my, my driver uh, went off. Hold on. Sorry about that. But yeah, I got lucky on the drug consortium thing because just before my driver went and I'm calling around trying to do a drug test, the lady was like, yo, you need a drug consortium. And luckily she was cheaper than just going through Foley or anything like that. And even even the DOT, it was like, okay, let me just use this. I, I ran across a site that made it easy and I just went over here and did it. I got lucky and didn't, you know, answer all those emails you get bombarded with when you sign up for your number. <laughs> and I didn't just trust all of them. And I got my, you know, BOC3 and all that. It was... So I got lucky. It's, it's, it's very uh, daunting because there's so many people coming at you. And you just want to make sure you do it right. But it's not really that difficult. The difficulty is just trying to filter who's going to be the right person to work with as, as you're doing this stuff and not not take hold of any of all those pitches that you get. Because there's a bunch of people that tell you like, hey, you give me $2,000 and I set this up and you do it yourself and you find out it only takes three minutes to do on your own. You know, so I, I guess that was probably the most daunting part about it. Yes, absolutely. And just um like you're right. I have clients that oh I have clients that hit me up on a daily basis. They'd be like, I got this email. Can I forward it to you? I just want to make sure it's legit. 
And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, but we already set up your UCR. And they'd be like, oh, you're right. So that must mean that it's not legit. So people will literally like, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that. We'll get into yeah, all that. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's ask Desi. Desi, how was it for you? I know you um, you actually got assistance setting up your trucking company for the most part. So how was that transition for you um, and thinking about all the things that you had to get done before you could run as your own motor carrier? Well, let's take it back. Um, the actual DDW, I set that up in 2014, and I didn't have a freaking clue. I paid somebody to get my authority, and I thought that was it. I started out um, with a dually um, car hauling. Um, the motor didn't last that long and probably saved me some money, fines, and a lot of other things because I didn't have a clue. Um, needed clubhouse, didn't have it. Um, so when that happened, I went and got my CDL. Um, I learned about authority, MC, just different aspects of the game. I learned so much on it, like I saw it as like daunting to take on by myself. So I stayed in the comfort zone of being leased on for five, six years uh, to the point in which I finally thought I was starting an authority with my cousin who had an authority since like 1999. And I was like, yeah, that's the age, you know, that's the age authority, man. That'll be, that'll yeah, be I really know. great. Yeah. I know. Go. Right. But what also happened was um, it had been inactive for like 15 years. Oh, so, Lord. so, right. So we did get it reactivated. They, they gave us the same, MC number, but not the same DOT number. How much um, was something, it? You had to pay $80 or was it more than $80? It was 80 It okay. was 80 Yeah. I reactivated the DDW as well. That's why I've got a 256 number. The The lower your numbers are, um, it's kind of it kind of speaks to the age of your authority as well. And I know you know that. Um, but yeah, it was, it was really daunting because it's so much and, you know, it's so much that comes with it, your consortium. I didn't know when I first got back in 2014, I had no clue of a consortium and, you know, all the, you know, compliance stuff that goes with it. So really, you know, um, buying some time, you know, kind of like paying my dues, you know, like four years, five years. That was my university to kind of like bridge the gap, ride around and listen to YouTube while I drove. And it kind of bridged the gap. Uh, it still don't do the work for you. I applaud Keisha. You know, like when you do it the hard way, like do it yourself, you might struggle in that process. But now you know how to catch the fish. And she could actually teach other people how, you know, to do it, do their authority, file their authority. But I just think they left so much information out that just having the number without the consortium and all the other aspects with it, it kind of puts you still, it does leave you at risk, not kind of. It, it puts you at a huge risk and huge disadvantage. So you got to ha have the whole, whole um, you know, complement of what you need to do business. Um, real quick, <laughs> my definition of authority. Um, I use a word to define a word. Break it down. It authorizes you to do interstate or interstate um 
they authorize you to haul commercial freight, interstate or interstate, um, as and as a carrier. It lets you operate independently and do business as such. That's my little humble opinion and definition of um, authority. And Kelsey, I know you could go deep dive in because you're well ver more versed in the FMCSA than I. But is that kind of on point, um, Kel? Yeah, that's, yes. A long-winded yet again. I'm just playing. We don't blame it on the coffee. You know, he don't usually do all that. I'm just playing. But, yeah, so that was some great, great, great information. We Also, I want to take a moment. We had Delana join us. So if she's free, I would like her to go ahead and introduce herself real quick. And then we'll get into um, continuing on our checklist. Delana, are you free? Yes. Good morning, everyone. I apologize for being late. Been working all morning, um, but I am the owner of Prestige Financial Services Group. Um, I do tax preparation, accounting, bookkeeping, um, and uh, anything financial. You can contact me. All of my information is in bio. Money girl. Money girl in the building. She's been up trying to process and get that money, honey. All so, right. So <laughs> I, I, I did have a question now for, yeah. I guess, Desi, because Desi started his a uh, little. Matter of fact, Lakeisha, when did you do your authority? And the question was going to go to, is it different? Is the process any different from before to to the recent, like, last couple of years, especially with them trying to bring everything together with the clearinghouse and things like that? Is the process still pretty much the same, or you feel like this is more complicated Actually, we got our authority. We were running under somebody at first, but um, 2015. So, um, actually, I think it's easier than last time. I mean, now you got people. I mean, first of all, let me just say this. Um, if COVID didn't drive you into becoming um, a hustler and wanted to, to get your authority, and this is the specialty and this is the industry that you want to be in, shame on you. Because they actually threw everything at you. They weren't in the office. You did everything online. And you could have been you could have been good. Versus when we got it, we had to provide this. We had to go here. We had to stand in lines. So, yeah, Henry, I say now it's easier. Even though you got more stipulations. And Kelsey can go into that. But it was a lot easier. It's a lot easier now. You had to stand in line to get your MC number and DOT? Um, in Alabama, you had to go. Oh, okay. Yeah, you had to you had to uh, physically go down there. Okay, um, yeah, I was gonna say the and then we had a we had a crutch with the medical um, clearance because back then I think they took they took they had like a diabetes test back then and like they took it off, which I don't think that they I don't think it was bad that they I don't think it was good they took it off because you know you know you want your drivers to be healthy, but I don't know what Mister Junior ate that day. But um, he went and he straight flunked it, and we were waiting on his medical card, and it was just so crazy. But I think it was just the devil at that time. But I definitely say it's easier now. And like I said, if you didn't let COVID push you into getting all this paperwork because these people weren't even in the office, shame on you. So, yeah, Henry, I say it's easier now. I agree. Shame on you, however, comma. <laughs> the, way they, the way they throwing these audits around, Keisha. Yeah. I told y'all audits. No, no, no. You're right about audits, but it, it, it's give or take, though, Kelsey. I mean, come on now. They had to make some money during COVID. 
Right. And no, but I'm saying, but I'm saying though, Keisha, I'm saying they have now built out a whole system where a majority of their audits happen through a computer. A regular new entrant audit happens through a computer where you send in the paperwork, they run it through the system, and they can find any and all violations. Typically, whenever you go and do a sit-down audit and things like that, um, they'll look through your stuff and they'll give you a little bit more grace. They don't necessarily have that grace on those other audits. Not only that, but they're behind on the audits too. So it's a lot of people out here that's getting set up that don't know the different um, compliance pieces that you have to have set up. And it's because they was trying to hurry up and push everything through during COVID and they're failing and just turning around and getting put right out of business. Yeah, I think um, I did, when I did that first audit, you know, and I, I guess it's just because it was the first one. It seemed like they was like, hey, we just want to make sure that you have the stuff that you need. So just kind of safe. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It was like, yeah, we just make sure you have everything you need. And I, I didn't have to send them anything. But the way this seems like people are getting audited now, it's like fine tooth combed. It's just like, oh, man, it got me kind of nervous. Oh, they don't ping me no time soon. Well, just don't speak that into existence. <laughs> <laughs> Don't speak that. Okay, so yeah, we're going to go ahead and go through the checklist. Hold on, I got to get the baby. We're going to go ahead and begin going through the checklist. So at this point, at this point, you have already gotten your business portion set up, your actual company portion set up, your business license, EIN number, all that. You've hopefully decided the type of business that you want to run, whether you're going to run a hot shot, um, uh, get a tractor, do flatbed, all that type of stuff. And now you're more than likely already looking for a truck, which you should be because in order for any of this to even go active, you have to have insurance on a truck. So the first thing that you want to do, and y'all please interrupt me if you do something different or you have an opinion on any of the things with the, with the setup process. Um, no, I do not set people up anymore. I'm just going to say that I can give you advice on how to do it if you text me, but I don't, um, it's, it's not my ministry. So, you know, I just help where I can. But the first thing that you want to do when you are going to get your own motor carrier company set up with the FMCSA is to apply for your DOT number. That is the Department of Transportation number. Anyone who is in Department of Transportation and does any type of inter or intrastate commerce, moving goods, moving hazmat, moving passengers, they have a Department of Transportation number. Now, trick question. I'm going to ask somebody. <laughs> Desi, how much does it cost to get your DOT number? Oh, I don't Lord. know. I don't, don't know. Who know the answer? What'd you say? How much does it cost to get your DOT number? It don't cost anything. Thank you. Thank you. Bree. Oh, yeah, Bree. I want Bree to touch on the um the But I paid money. somebody to do mine. Okay, but I'm talking about if you go straight to the people, if you go straight to the plug, move out the middleman, it is zero dollars to get your DOT number. To right, apply that's for. why I didn't know. That's why I, I didn't know. I don't even remember what I paid them. But you done, <laughs> been, you, been, you done been in a lot of rooms. I'm sure somebody done said that now. Oh, see, Desi, she done, she done gave you a whole damn palm tree. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, Lord, this is the panel he knows. <laughs> Nah, but you I get that. Like the last time he did it was like a while ago. So it was like, I didn't know. But it, 
Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, I You're get right. I get that's that. True. And I mean, we okay, said we Desi, said it here, but it's just like, yeah, like I done that. I ain't worried about that. Desi, how much did you pay to get your company set up? Did you you went to Foley? No, I didn't go to Foley. Well, this time I did go to Foley. Man, and it was expensive. It was really expensive. Um but I know initially when I paid just to get my um MC number and DOT number, it's like a buck fifty at that time. Plus but the fees. Plus the fees. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. That makes sense. That's usually about right. Typically it's three hundred dollars to get your motor carrier authority. Um, and then they tax on usually like $150. Now, for anyone who does not know, who needs a motor carrier authority? This is, oh, Jesus. This is um, anyone who needs a motor carrier authority would be like a freight forwarder, also a broker. Bree would need a, a motor carrier authority. Um, the type of her authority would just be a broker. Um, you need them if you are transporting like i previously stated transporting passengers in any type of interstate commerce uh, for a fee or compensation and then if you're transporting any federally regulated commodity um you also what was i gonna say i just lost my whole train of thought y'all so yeah the first two things that you'll do is dot number mc authority which i think that's pretty much self-explanatory the applications in my opinion are very simple because when i went through it i was like okay i don't know what a freight forwarder is now this was years ago but i'm like okay i don't know what a freight forwarder is so i'm not gonna add that okay i know i'm not gonna be moving household goods so i'm not gonna add that but i know for some people um they can get a little a little tongue tied on the application i don't henry did you think that it was difficult to go through see i think i think where it comes in that because it's like you can just put what you're like all right this is what i feel i should be doing but since since you don't know what you don't know, it's like, man, do I need to check off more than one for the future so I can, you know, uh, say my so so I think yeah most most of it comes to that because I know like especially me being over not over analytical but it's like all right how do I prep for the future do I need to put household goods I got furniture in here but you're not necessarily going to somebody's house like you don't you kind of don't know what you don't know so when you so when you're looking at those things it could be confusing in a sense and it's just be good to have somebody say like hey like. You don't need that now. Don't worry about that. Or like, are you going to be hauling cars? You may just want to put this or so, so you can kind of expand your money, do these three things. So I think that's where some of the uh, confusion comes in. I know it did for me. Cause I'll be like, again, I didn't know what I didn't know. I was just like, oh, let me call. All right, this works. All right, let me go do this. And you know, I figured it out along the way. Cause you do got to yeah. pay if you got to change it, you know? So. You do. You do. That's true. That's true. But yeah, all of those things, guys, can be applied for online on the FMCSA and DOT website. Desi, did you have something? Yeah, I um for a long time when I was trying to get my authority, I was wondering why I was getting such high quotes. And other than you know being in the hammer line a couple times, um, what it was is that I had um applied initially as a car hauler. Yeah. And car hauler has higher insurance. And I had, like, when I did it this time, I had to pay um, when I refiled for DDW. I had to pay to get that changed and everything. And then it made my insurance rates go down. Mm-hmm. You know, when I said general goods, you know, freight of all kind, you know, like that, it was like, okay, my, my whole rates went down. And it made it, man. So be real careful what you put because, you know, the higher the claims are, 
the higher they're going to charge you. And I know if Elijah was in the room, he was second that emotion. But, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, but, yeah, and, and that's so it made cool. a big difference. And, and that's why I kind of, um, I know people say like, you know, make sure you do your research. It'd be, it'd be kind of good to have kind of like a, a kind of guidance of an overview of what you really should be researching. Cause <clears throat> I know, cause I, I had, um, I got a friend, he has his own, you know, company and he just kept saying like, yeah, do you, you gotta know what kind of freight you want to pull. And I'm thinking like, all right, I'm brand new and I never drove a truck. So general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, what exactly is the path that you would, would send somebody to that that's new to the business to make it easier? Call the FMCSA. Yeah, but even that, they're not going to tell you what's like an easier business to handle. I you know? always say, I always say, more than likely as a new carrier, unless you have some form of a contract that you've already established, like Henry, I know in the beginning you already had a contract that you were thinking about doing. Um, you know, I would just say a general rule of thumb is to just go with general freight because that will allow you to move typically anything that's not like a moving company or hazardous materials, things of that nature. You could even do uh, tankers. If you have someone with like a tanker endorsement, doubles and triples, all of that. I, I always say general freight. Yeah, I agree with that. Kel, how does that apply? Like, cause I'm thinking the flatbed lane. So how does that apply with construction material and everything? Is that still classified under the general freight? Is you Yeah, it is. You can do different things um, as far as you can like specify on certain things um, and I would have to pull it up and look at it because I didn't, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't memorize a lot of information. If I forget something, I just go look it back up. Um, you can, you can specify on certain things, but for the most part, it's all general unless it's like I said, hazmat and different things like that because with hazmat, that's of course, additional registrations, a different additional compliance pieces and things like that. Does that help you, Desi? It did. It does. Gotcha. Okay. Now, next, and I'm going to bring someone up when we're done speaking about this, um, who could attest to this, is the BOC3. Does anyone know what the BOC3 is? Then them people they contact when somebody's trying to sue you. Exactly. So there are a couple of different things that you actually have to get in place before you before your MC authority goes active. So when you apply for your MC authority, you apply for your DOT number MC authority at the same time. However, you have up to 90 days to actually send them the information. Do y'all hear y'all niece this morning? She's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear, I hear. <laughs> and I, and, I, and I did, I did a real dummy down description of BOC three, but yeah, you need like a representative in every state, yeah. just in case somebody's like doing a, a file or a exactly. lawsuit against your company. They yes. kind of represent you in that state to get up with you. Well, no, they receive and deliver the paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. So they receive and deliver the paperwork if somebody wants to send it to you. Now, this is something that if you're a broker, you can file your BOC3 on your own. But if you're a carrier, you do have to get someone else to file your BOC3 for you. And I know um, that's who I was going to bring up in a little bit to talk more about that because they have to be a service processing agent to be able to do that. Um, so in addition to that, you also need to ensure that you have your insurance requirements. So this is why I was saying by this time, you should start looking at a truck and different things like that, because obviously you do have to have a VIN number. 
to put insurance on, you know, on a truck. Um, your MC authority will not officially go active until they receive the insurance requirements from your insurance. Um, your insurance will submit forms to them, whether in the mail um, or online or um, they can fax it in. And what happens is once they receive that paperwork, typically within about like, um, they say it takes no longer than 10 days, your authority will go active. But if you call them, then they can look for it and do it right then, which a lot of people don't know. They think that they always have to like wait to get things done. You can call them and they'll actually look for it for you. Um, now, the, the one thing I don't agree with is that they say that the minimum coverage that you need is $750,000, but typically we all know most brokers want to see how much a million dollar policy. So you just have to have the seven fifty dollars to keep your um, MC authority active. Um, let me see. Was that was that like the most difficult part that you guys felt? How soon after you applied for your MC authority did were you able to obtain the insurance and activate it? Or did you think did you think like dang I really am on a timeline to get this done? Nah, I felt like I was like always in the waiting process for some reason. I like I got all my stuff in and I think it was like two and a half, three weeks after I did my my insurance, everything went through. So you know, but I wasn't trying to rush it either. I was just like, all right, this is the time it takes. I kind of wasn't, I should have been more pressed about it, but I wasn't because I just thought it took that long. What about you, Jesse? How was, how was your process? How long did it take for you? Right. When I got the, uh, the quote, man, <clears throat> that was like, I'm <laughs> like, uh, this going to take a minute. This going to take a minute. Cause again, I'm brand new. Um, I'm going into a high, high, high claim, high risk um, area of the industry and in, in car hauling where there's a lot of claims. So they tax me. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, did you, did yeah. you have to have like a two million dollar <laughs> policy on yours? Or? No, I only had to have a million dollars, but bruh, they just bruh, they charge you like <laughs> they charge you based on the frequency of claim file. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Garaging, garaging again. That's when I found out about the garaging location as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah that, that insurance was a sticker shock a little bit though. Regardless, because I again I didn't know I was like rushing the process, and it was just like, oh, y'all need how much? <laughs> y'all need thirty-seven. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I was Bruh. rushing. How much you need for the plates? Oh, okay. <laughs> Twelve hundred, right? Yeah, it was everything like that. Just definitely was kind of like I, that's the part I wasn't expecting. I was like, okay, I know it's going to cost me this much to get this truck with you. And once you start going to get your insurance and get your, I think the cheapest thing that you can get, obviously, aside from the DOT number is your UCR. Everything yeah. else is like. Everything's like over, over a thousand. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So they do also, um, they do also require that you register in the UCR. And sorry, I'm multitasking, but they do require that you register in the UCR. And the UCR was pretty much created from an act. I'm not going to get into the whole details, but um, it just replaces the former system that they have back in 2005 for registering and collecting all the fees for all of the operators of the vehicles that are engaged in interstate travel. Um, now you're going to so, tell, you're going to tell people what's the difference between interstate and interstate. Yes, sure. I can't, unless you want to. 
<laughs> I was going to let you do that. Like you're doing a great job. And this is all the stuff no. that they learn when they go in through your back office training. So I want to make sure they know that you are the source. Yeah. Part of the source. The other source is the FMCSA. <laughs> <laughs> but interstate, interstate travel is when you're traveling over state lines. So if you're not quote unquote, a local carrier, you would qualify as interstate, which means you have to do a couple of additional things that like typically you don't have to do as someone who travels in the state, like in the state, you don't have to necessarily get IRP tags. Cause that's something that works with your state as well as, um, you know, all uh, 48 states. Well, they say the lower 48 states. So, you know, everything here, not like, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but interstate is when you're traveling over state lines. So anytime you're traveling, and even if it's just from like Georgia to Alabama, you are an interstate, um, you are an interstate carrier just for anyone who needed to know um, you do. And they are actually cracking down on this guys. You do need to be registered in the UCR. And what I didn't know, which I'm sure a lot of people don't know is say, for instance, you got your, you applied for your DOT number in 2020, but you didn't actually get it activated and start using it until 2021. You still have to pay for your UCR for the previous year. So if you have not done that, I would definitely recommend going to do that because that's one thing that people don't know that can't actually um they can look at you to to investigate your business based on whether or not you filed that registration. It's kind of just like registering yourself registering yourself as an operator, saying that you're operating, actually saying how many vehicles. So for example, if you um if you register three trucks with the DOT because it asks you how many power units you have and how many drivers that you have. If you register three with the DOT, you should be paying for three vehicles in the UCR. Does that make sense, Henry? No, that, make, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, yeah. You, you should be... All your records have to match essentially and that just comes down to that auditing process, just making sure that all your paperwork is in order. So, um, I, I got a question about the audits. So mm -hmm. what are the different ways they come audit you? Do they just call you, be like, send me this stuff? They email you, no. say, send me this email stuff? Or do they just show up and be like, hey, I'm here, what you, what you got? No, I think they would. I, I've never heard of that happening. Um, I'm sure that they would in like an extreme, extreme circumstance. Typically, anytime you get into an accident, if you're already a carrier, right? Anytime that you get, matter of fact, I'm going to start somewhere else, Henry. I'm going to start and say, when you receive your DOT number and MC authority when it's activated. You, now this is after you've sent in your insurance, after you sent in your BOC3, after you register your UCR, you don't need a UCR to be active for your MC number to go active, but that's just the next step in your motor carrier setup after it's active. You know, that's just a part of it. Um, you're what's called a new entrant. So let me ask you this, Henry, how old is your trucking company? Uh, what, a year and Four months year have year you later. received the letter yet that says that you're out of the new interest safety program no that i'm okay. out of it no no i yes. haven't received that yet nope. so typically your first 18 months in business they are watching your company with a fine tooth comb this is also why most times the newer carriers are pulled into the way stations more um, just they, they're really checking to make sure that they have safe operators on the road. And that's why I say that some of the stuff that they. 
And I, I think I got lucky on that part too. Like I, I don't get pulled in the way. I'm not sure it's because of me having a pre-pass, but they always wave my truck through. But my truck stays clean as well, so there's nothing on the dash and it's real clean. Right. And I got their so, pre-pass. They always waving me through. Have you ever had an inspection? Nope. Well, you you might be good. Typically, that's that's when your CSA score starts. To, starts is when you go to get an inspection. So yep. we gonna knock on wood. But also, um, most of your most of the time, your truck has been running kind of regionally, anyways. When you was doing like Amazon and stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Are like they- um the first. Like the first six, seven months I was, I was doing all, you know, all over. So, you know, cause I was running reefer loads. So we'll go, I just didn't do the Northeast pass, uh, Virginia cause the, the driver didn't like that, but yeah, Florida, Nevada, Utah, Texas, like we was kind of all over the place. And then, yeah, we started, I started scaling back when I was doing the, the Amazon cause I got mad about, you know, that breakdown in Florida. So we yeah. keep it, keep it kind of localized as much as possible. So we do just like Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, South Carolina, things like that. Yeah. So that might have helped you in a sense, because typically there's, I know there are certain states and we've discussed it on here before. There are certain states that are more, um, what should we call them? Aggressive. (laughs) Aggressive. Thank you, Dizzy. When it comes to doing those um, inspections and things like that. But back to my point, I don't want to get too long winded, but when you, receive your DOT number, you are considered a new entrant. You are entered into the new entrant safety audit program, which is why I'm sorry, the new entrant safety program, which is why you will have a new entrant safety audit. No doubt about it. Like, and like Henry stated, they're making sure that your paperwork is together at the end of the day. They want to make sure that even though they don't harp on it too much, they want to make sure that you have like, you know, a company policy handbook that drivers can look through, that you're setting up the driver qualification files, which includes getting the previous safety and alcohol information. You know, they want to make sure that you're actually looking at the ELDs and seeing um, what your driver's up to, making sure that they're not driving in a fatigue state. Because a lot of drivers just go, 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 go but they really do need to be following those hours of service, making sure that they're not falsifying those EOD records, different things like that. So when you get closer to that two-year mark, uh, Henry, you'll get a letter that states that you've passed and you're out of the new entrant period. And they say, we're still watching your company, but typically they just, they're just letting you know that you're out of the new entry. Yeah. Program. Cause that, cause, cause that first audit was like, like I said, like I even was able to call the, I guess they assign you like an agent or something like that. Mm-hmm. I call them like, yeah, I just want to make sure that I give you everything. Right. Or they, cause I, cause they do everything through a portal. So that made it kind of easy yeah. too. like, you send yeah. everything, send them the ELD logs. Cause, and you know, I'm just like, Hey, do you got everything you need? Just want to make sure you're okay. It's like, yeah, we're just checking on you. All right. So I was like, okay. And, but it, again, this is like almost in the midst of still doing COVID. So I'm not sure if he was just exactly. like breezing me by and now they're just being, you know, they're cracking down on it, but yeah, yeah it pretty, I know. pretty easy. Yeah, I know when my client went to go get their audit, the last client that I had that was going to get their audit, they they some of them do audits at a hotel. Like if they don't come actually out to your truck to see your truck and different things like that. Like we had our audit at a hotel where we just went in there and spoke with an officer. He looked through everything. He was like, who put this together? I'm about to toot my own horn. <laughs> do it, I'm do sorry. It. I got to. I got to. They was like, who put this together? He literally and I don't I'm not going to put the DOT business out there, but I'm just going to say it was more like a skim. He just skimming through everything. And then he said, oh, my God, this is 
y'all got your stuff all the way together and i was just sitting over there cheesing <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I, I think like, when they see that too they don't really go in depth because they see you got the folders like. with the tabs and stuff yeah. they're like no they exactly. they got their business together i organized my stuff in a binder all yeah. the way from and i have an outline for it for my clients had to add that in there sorry but um all the way from the beginning to the end of how your audit book should look to where it goes and it flows in a manner because they want to see your and this is why my stuff is built the way it's built y'all they want to see your company compliance which includes your dot number mc authority make sure that and i'd be adding extra stuff too but make sure that your llc is good make sure that you got your operating agreement in there stuff like that they also want to see your driver compliance which is the driver qualification files the drug and alcohol program making sure that you actually print the booklets off of your um consortium website to show the different drug and alcohol policies make sure that your driver signed off on the drug and alcohol policies also want to see your equipment compliance so equipment list um your titles your leases if you're leasing they also henry did they ask you anything financial did they ask me? No, they didn't ask for nothing financial. I think they asked. That, I think they wanted to see like a couple of the the BOLs, but yeah, yeah, they didn't ask for too much about so the financials. So they will randomly ask you how much you think you grossed in the previous year. Everybody doesn't have to do it, but that's one thing. When I'm preparing my clients for their audits too, I have a whole questionnaire that I go through that states everything that I pretty much know they're going to ask because they'll ask you where. They want to they want to pretty much know that when you filled out that DOT form that you knew what you were talking about. So they'll ask you what type of freight you haul. They'll ask you what states you run in. They'll ask you uh, what type of van you have, how many vans you have, how many tractors you have, all that stuff. If you if you're pulling anything out of what I'm saying right now, they pretty much pretty much just want to make sure that all your ducks are in a row. You know what I'm saying? No, definitely. Um, and what Henry was talking about, if they come and knock down your door, they don't necessarily do that. But if you get into some form of an accident and there were actually fatalities, the audit is going to be worse. Like they're like, that's fine tooth comb audit right there. That's like, that's like literally looking for the little, little, little things. Um, that can happen. Dang, I hate Bree just hopped off, but that can happen in your business. So I know we've been talking to y'all for a long time. Typically, we never talk this long. I'm sorry. Nah, but, nah, but it was good information. I mean, I, I like <laughs> I, I, I honestly like when you do the topics this way because you bring about a lot of lot of history. Because even just the stuff you about the history of the UCR, I would I would have never yeah. known that. You know, so I, I like when you do it that way. And I think and a lot of people a, get a lot of info out of it too. Yes, and just a couple things. Thank you, Henry. I appreciate that. But just you know, Kelsey, long wind like a brother. You know. I am. I can't help it, y'all. But just to add in a couple of other things that can either... Should I save those for tomorrow? Yeah, I'll save those for tomorrow. I was going to talk about the IRP and stuff like that, but if somebody asks, then we'll talk about it, but we'll save it to tomorrow. All right. So, if someone would like to go ahead and reset the room, I've turned on hand raising. If you have any questions, you could come up. If you don't come up, I'm going to continue talking and I'll talk about the um, IRP and things like that. So, if you have questions, come up, ask your questions, anything. It doesn't just have to be about motor carrier setup. Um, it could be any question that you might have or drop a gem if you want to. Um, please, uh, go ahead, Henry. I'm going to let you reset the room. 
Gotcha, gotcha. You're now tuned into the Trucking Breakfast Club. Um, today we're doing a part two on you know starting mm-hmm. your own trucking company. Starting, oh, what's up, Andre? So starting to own uh, your own trucking company, getting your business set up. Um, today we're speaking about um, you know getting your authority and that set up. But obviously you can ask a question about anything. We just ask you to be respectful when you come up. Mute your mic. We'll call on you. Can unmute. Uh, we don't like advertising. You know, very minimal. And um, we are recording, so be conscious of that. So if you don't want to be you know, speaking while we're recording, go ahead and hit us up in the job form and we'll say the, the question later or hit us up in the DM and be brief, uh, be brilliant and be gone. Awesome. Thank you so much. Before we go on to Andre, I had to ask Bree one question. Bree, was it difficult getting your broker MC? Was it confusing or did you, I think you did mention you had someone assist you with it. Yeah, I paid that money, dog. <laughs> How much you pay? <laughs> I paid five sixty nine. Five sixty nine. But, but that, that's, that set up everything, so I didn't have to do nothing. Okay, okay. So you, so that was that was worth it then. Yeah, that was the, uh, what was the other form I had to pay for that BOC? Yeah, three. Yeah, that. So it was it was everything, and they sent me stuff for like with broker things. So like it was they were sending me um, like carrier packet, shipper packet examples. They were sending all kinds of stuff. They sent me a whole bunch of templates of a lot of things. Oh, nice. So That's good. I was like, I didn't, I didn't expect to get this. I was like, that's a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. But see, that's the type of stuff that I'd be thinking about. I'd be like, okay, because you know, in my mind, very business oriented and stuff. I'm like, for people that set up businesses, right? Typically, when you charge somebody, let's just say $1,500 to set up their entire business, and certain things cost a certain amount of money. Are you really making a profit to do those things? Which I guess I'll have to, I'll have to ask other people that do it. Cause that's kind of why I stopped doing it. I was like, I just felt like it's low key. I'm just doing a lot of work for $50. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's just me. <laughs> no. And I, I really, I, like if people don't, it's an easy application in a way. Yeah. But, like, I finished the whole application myself. Yeah. But then I was so paranoid that I was just like, man, if this thing come back and it ain't right, I didn't, I didn't want it to, like, delay me or I have to pay for it again. And then if I, pay, and then if I did mess it up and I paid for it again, I know I'd be paranoid that i mess it up again. So I just, like, forget this. I'm just pay somebody that specializes in this just to have a peace of mind. And honestly, they messed my authority up too. They put me through as a carrier and not a broker. So I had to wait like oh, additional man. six weeks. I had to wait two weeks to get some type of response. And I had to wait my four weeks again, three, four weeks again. So it was definitely crazy. And then let me tell you another downfall from that. I got, you know how they blow your phone up, right? Right. Okay. So I, they was blowing my phone up as a carrier and a broker. <laughs> so I got he was the getting, ELD. He was getting it twice. Yeah, I got the ELD people calling me. I got factoring companies calling me, and I'm like, okay, the factoring companies are cool. Then I get on the phone, like, yeah, factor for brokers. Then they'd be like, no, just the truck companies. I'd be like, well, get off my phone. This is a broker. But Bree, let's talk about that though. Let's talk about that because that's something that I wanted to add in, Shawnee, and we're gonna get to you in one second. Um. When you are filling out, so yesterday we discussed the business setup, right? So we discussed the LLC, virtual address, virtual phone number. You can put that stuff in on your DOT application so that you don't get hundreds of letters sent to your house because the first day that your number goes active, I'm about to tell y'all a little trick. 
if you go to, let me get the, of course you can go to the DOT website. If you go to csa.fmcsa.dot.gov and you put in, because people think that people can't find their email addresses. If you put in your DOT MC number or the name of your company, it pulls up every single thing that you put on a DOT application. That's why people are emailing you. That's why people are calling you. And that's why people are sending you mail. To get that changed, you definitely can either call the FMCSA or when you go in to do your biennial update and you have your PIN number, you can log in and adjust that information when you speak to them. Um, but yeah, don't ever put your personal information on there. That's like the worst thing ever. I, they be getting on my nerves. Don't do it. And yeah. I took it. I'm gonna tell you too. Like my my cell phone at the time, it was like dry. <laughs> Girl, so you change your whole number. So I was like, this could just be my this could be my business phone too. I could switch this to my business phone because I wanted a different phone, a new number, anyways. But let me tell y'all. The lady, she warned me and said, your phone, you're going to get a lot of phone calls. I said, okay, you're okay. I still use my number. It was probably one of the worst things I could have did, man. And they say that on a website, they warn you when you're submitting your paperwork. Literally right there, it says that people will be calling you, acting as government, or calling you. Yes. And if they're acting as a government official, you can um, report those people because they do not work on behalf of the FMCSA or the DOT. Yeah, they, they yeah. got they got them like predatory kind of letters like, hey, you better yeah. do this or this is going gonna... to. Listen, <laughs> I got that in the mail and I was freaking out. I was like, oh, I didn't do something wrong. They about to shut me down before I could get started. <laughs> so I, I, I got to my mom and uh, I showed my mom the letter and she was like, girl, this, this is a third party. They just sent mm-hmm. it and just put they put it in fine paper. Yep. The paper wasn't regular paper. It was like that thick like some white house paper i'm gonna just call it that <laughs> <laughs> white house paper I like that. you know what's something coming from the dot because it got that stamp on there u.s yeah. department of department what is that u.s department of transportation and blue yeah. letters. you be like oh lord what they send to me now but, but sometimes they put the seal on it not like saying they are you know the dot or anything like that yeah, they, they put, put the seal somewhere seal. to make it seem like oh we're with them kind of aligned yeah they, they're real tricky with that stuff yeah y'all gotta be careful with that yeah, don't jump at every fork i'm telling yeah. you let's get into some of these people that came to say good morning hey shawnee how are you hi i'm good how are you good what can we help you with today um i got a couple questions i was on yesterday and i'm not sure who answered my question um but he mentioned I, so i have a question he mentioned a 30 foot truck but I want to know, like, when you when you look at trucks, uh, should you go by the year? Like, is it a certain year, or do it matter? You speaking about box trucks, right? Yes, box trucks. Okay, hold tight one second. Let me find somebody. Hold tight one second, because that's kind of a whole different lane. I definitely think that when you're looking at all trucks, you want to go by the year. But Desi, correct me if I'm wrong, you have a couple of trucks that aren't, like, brand new. Right. You, I mean, you want to look at your make and mileage. Those are the real basics. Um, The make, well, yeah, the engine does factor. Certain, like, freight liners usually come with Detroit's. They can have um, Caterpillars and other engines. But um, we're saying that you kind of, the rule of thumb that, you know, some people differ, but most people say stay away from internationals. Um, 
What you said? Freightliner. Stay away from international. Stay away from them. <laughs> um, they're they're problematic. Maintenance records and you know everything cost involved. Problematic. Um, I think it also depends on the type of engine that you're using too now, because some of the engines right. are to be fixed. And if you actually one lesson that I learned, Shawnee, when you're getting something fixed, you need to take it to a certified mechanic who specializes in that type of engine. Mm-hmm. They, You don't need to have them working on anything else um, than that. And I would say, as far as box truck goes, that was JD um, that that message that was speaking to you, I believe. And also Josh Henry, who's down here, and David as well. So I don't, if they could come up here, they can. I'm not going to try to call on them because I know they, they're working during the day too. Um, but that's who was assisting you. So okay. if you wanted to reach out to them, um, you're definitely welcome to. Yeah. Okay. I have helped you. Yeah, what's up? Thank yeah, thank you. Um, And then I had a, well, maybe I should reach out to them. But it was about, um, like, people renting trucks um, versus, like, buying them right away. renting a truck versus buying it right away yeah so i would just say it's more expensive you but the good thing is if you're renting a truck you could take it back to where you got it from to get the maintenance fixed if something happens definitely look into the penske national program you could also look at coop by rider um but to rent one it's gonna be pretty much what you will be paying in a month you're gonna be paying that per week and I would check to make sure that it's not, um, you know, sometimes they try to get you and they'll say mileage plus the rate. You know what I'm saying? So I would look at those different type of things. I don't think it's an issue, but I wouldn't plan on that being a long-term solution. That's something that you would do like during peak season. If you already have one truck, then mm-hmm. you can rent another one to kind of get ahead of the game because the rates are higher. Yeah, and, okay. and they're, they're renting would definitely... um. You know, crush it'll make your profits a lot smaller. You know, you may break okay. even. So yep. you just got to make sure you you definitely uh, want to do your numbers. Okay. Um. And then my last question. Um. Virtual office offices like um. I can somebody like give me more insight on that a little. Yeah. So like, what what kind of insight? Like, what what are they? Or... Uh, yeah. So I I mean I think I kind of know what it is, but like okay. um, where to go, I guess. Um, well, I, I use Regis, but, you know, you just want to make sure that um, the the virtual office is not classified as like a, a Dropbox kind of place. But Regis is good and Opus is good. And basically it's just, you know, they, they have the whole office area there and you can use their address as, as your address. And some of them even got like small offices and stuff like that in it. And they may even have some extra services. Like uh, I know a convenient one is them mailing your mail to your house. So you can use their address as your business address. But then every week they'll bundle up your mail and actually send it to your house. So you ain't got to go to the office, you know, or if you want to do a meeting, you can use their conference room and give them a couple more dollars to give you, you know, like the little coffee service, you know, make you feel real cool. But yeah, you know, that's basically what it is. Okay. Thank you. And Bri, I reached out to you. I had a few questions, but thank you everybody. Yeah, that's no problem. Hey, can I add something to maybe help her out as well? Of course. Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. So, Shani, I would suggest when it comes to buying a truck, whatever, um, whether it's a car, personal car or a commercial truck, if you can find a mechanic. And I usually buy what my mechanic is good at, you know. 
Oh, so you're saying find a mechanic first that's going to be helping you in the long run and then go off of their advice. If you can, and like Desi said, yeah. you're looking for these, these, this, and that, but it's really no particular order. If you find a mechanic, you're still looking for that. That's true. So look, you know what I'm saying? Looking for the mile. You want to look at everything because the year could be old, but it doesn't mean it's a, it's a bad truck. Yeah, that's you know, true. That's true. Okay, thank you. And like Henry said, I used uh, Regis as well and had no problems. And uh, they're, they're great. I used them in Atlanta and in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I, use, I use Regis too, Shawnee. You could just look it up online and they'll show you all the different office spaces available near you. And you could just look at them, what they have to offer, because all of them offer something different aside from just the address. And so like Henry said, make sure it's actually an office and not just a drop off location. You don't want to use a P.O. box, though. So Yeah, no P.O. box, no one postal. You exactly. Know. And U.S. was a UPS store is not even good anymore. Nah, no, yeah, don't use those. Yeah. Yeah, they used to be not anymore though. They they recognize that people were using those. So that should help you. Okay. Thank you, everybody. You're welcome. Have a good day. Hey Sean, what's up? Sean working. Hey team, how y'all doing? Doing good. How you doing? I'm pretty good. Hey Kelsey, this is for you. Um, like all the documentation that you was talking about, the handbooks and stuff. Um where do I get all of that stuff? Do the DOT send some of it or do I go online and pull those, those, all those different books down? Yes. Um, Are you talking about for your driver specifically or for when your audit comes? Like for when the audit comes, just to have like, you know, all that stuff set up. How many trucks are you running? I'm not running any trucks yet. We haven't purchased no truck yet. Right. But I'm just trying to get everything in order. Um, okay, how many but we're going to we're going to buy we're going to purchase one truck at soon okay so you when you purchase that one truck and you sign up for your dot consortium they will provide you with your drug and alcohol handbook and then whenever okay. it comes to your company policy handbook pretty much what i did previously i used someone else's but since then i actually created my own um that has that's based on compliance and different things like that. You have to have the policy procedures for everything. So hours of service, what, how you expect them to use your EOD, how you expect them to keep your truck, their driving hours, um, how you expect them to look at the shippers and different things like that, um, what their schedule is going to be, all that different stuff needs to be in there. That's kind of like the culture of your company, like Desi likes to talk about. Right. If you go to... Um, if you go just to Google and type in the new entrance safety audit, there is a, the new, new, new entrance safety, safety audit. audit. Yes, there it'll pull up an FMCSA website and they'll tell you everything that you need on the audit. Okay. And they'll you can download all those forms. If you Google them, you should be able to find somewhere for you to download that information. Perfect. Yep. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Have a good day. Yep. Hey, Frank, how are you? Are you Hello? there, Frank? Mm, I don't know. Frank got that party head, so I'm, I don't see I'm Frank yet. Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was giving someone directions. It's okay. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I just want to thank everybody up here. Uh, I've been listening to you guys for about two months now gaining all the information and trying to jump off the porch. <laughs> okay. I hey, appreciate you listening. Uh, my question was um, trying to start the business without equipment. How would we go about that? 
like getting contracts basically. Okay. Um let me think. So you're not wanting to get a DOT and MC authority, is that what you're saying? Uh not as yet. Not as yet. But I know eventually okay. if I'm gonna get equipment, I'm gonna need that. Yeah, so to get so you could get your L when you're getting your business certified to get contracts and things like that, you're getting your business certified, not your DOT and MC number. So you don't like when you go to get a contract, you don't have to tell, you just have to have the correct language. Like what Lakeisha and Desi was talking about. You have to have the correct language. Um, and you have to know that you have the ability to fulfill whatever they're asking you to do. So like you're coming up here, speaking on the truck and breakfast club. If you was to come up here and say, I just got a contract. I need 50 trucks. We running it five days a week. Who can help me out? I'm sure there will be, a ton of people up here that will be able to help you. Um, so you don't necessarily need the equipment to get the contracts. Like Justin always says, you want to find a freight and then go get the equipment. So you don't have to necessarily, like if you was to try to go speak to a shipper to get a contract, even aside from just doing like a certification type contract, Brie can help you do that. She's a broker. So then you don't necessarily have to have your broker's license because she already holds that. You just have Got to it. use your network. Got it. Got it. That definitely helped me 100%. I guess you guys are my network right now. <laughs> we, listen, we all trying to make some money, okay? Yeah, this, this, this is what it's all about. Like, everybody linking up with each other and creating a network. And that's the best thing about our network because everybody's yeah. trying to help each other. There's no negative vibes in our network. Everybody's trying to help everybody. Exactly. Definitely, man. And I'm I'm out here in New York City, so I know it's a little bit rough out here. A lot of the semi guys don't want to come up to the northeast, so I know yeah. it's a little bit difficult. But that makes a perfect niche for you too, because if you find, because there's a lot of people that live in New York, you know, so it's like cool. Let me just, you know, I think Lorenzo was talking about that. You play to the strength that that's your niche, and you yep. just gather all the drivers that are already there. They have to drive there because they're leaving from there, you know, so you can navigate it that way. Especially if they want to stay local. Let me let me chime in real. Real quick, it's something we were talking about. Um, we actually had an informal uh, Black Truckers Association room last night. And what we were talking about is networking with the people in your own backyard initially. I mean, you could you could do this on the platform, but make real, real genuine connections with the people in your own backyard. Um, I challenged everybody at that point, and I challenged you all to find a mechanic. You know, even if you don't have your truck, go ahead and find you a mechanic. You know, and... You know, we're trying to support our own, but hey, man, you need a reliable mechanic. Go ahead and source yourself a mechanic. Go ahead and source some of the things you're going to, you know, need. You know, you should know the lay of your land. So start networking with the people. Um, we talked to Lorenzo. We talked to Bruni. We have a lot of people up in the New York, New Jersey, um, Philadelphia area. Then they were all talking about Lincoln and just, you know, exchanging numbers, you know, sharing contacts, you know, being from their mechanics to everything. So, like, they've got, you know, their territory kind of, like, highlighted and identified. Same as, like, you come down here. Bree and I know mechanics. You know, Kelsey knows people. We all know people in our own respective neighborhoods. Make sure you locked in in your neighborhood, locked in with the people in your neighborhood. Then you can help others when they come there and on and on and on. Uh, definitely, Des. I appreciate that. The words of wisdom right there. You guys had me jealous the other day 
I thought I had to move to Atlanta for a second. I, I missed out on the meet and greet. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> like, they made me feel the same way. I was talking to my wife, like, can we go to Atlanta? <laughs> I know. She, she said, she said nah, she's, exactly. like, she's, like, she's like, third home, third home. We got we to get a, a home in South Carolina first, but, you know. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking into it. My sister's down there now, so it's some thought. Come on to the A. It's a little packed, though. I, no, I, Kelsey. I, say, Come I thought on. they said they, we ain't had no more room. That's you true. Go, That's true. I'm sorry. <laughs> Going to Columbia. But thank you so much, Frank. I hope that helped you. Let's go back to Andre. He's been up here. Let's see sure if he did. had any gems. If he had any gems or questions for us this morning. Hey, Andre, 2000. Howdy, howdy. Um, I actually have both. Um, sorry I had to drop off because the reception was really bad. But um, uh, I have a quick question for Desi because uh, you mentioned that uh, you you actually uh, uh, what's it called uh, brought back uh, an uh, MC number or USDOT number from the dead, correct? I did. I did reactivate two. I did mine and I did my cousin's. Yes, hey, I did. Can you, can you give me like a brief, uh, just like brief description of how you did it? Because one of our drivers uh, he used to have a USDOT number. And uh, he he deactivated it. I want to say a couple of years ago. And he had you know one of the lower ones, you know, because he uh, he had his USDOT since uh, 05, like us. So it's like one of those things, like you know, brokers notice when it's like a low USDOT number. So it'd be like I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to reactivating it. So I was just curious if you can just give us like a brief rundown on how you uh, reactivated it. I I got you. Um, one of the things that. Um, happened was the name had to change. Yeah, like I'm for in DTM, the and I gotta ask a question. Um, yeah, DTM. It was just DTM Enterprise. However, because my cousin hadn't kept up the uh, business name, somebody else had claimed it. Obviously, that's a popular name. Um, so yeah, so that was one of the things. So because we couldn't keep the same, they let us keep the same. MC number, but not the same DOT number because we had a, na a business name change. Um, and it was minor, but that was one of the things. With my um, reactivating the, the DDW, right, we just had to just change the type of business I was doing. Um, I had to pay, I didn't have to pay UCRs. It was just basically a filing fee because um, it was a filing fee. It wasn't that, that in-depth at all. And like I said, I got a 256647 number as my DOT number for the DDW, um, which is, you know, low based on current time. And again, I had a third party doing it for me, but she was explaining the whole process like, okay, this is what we need. And she was talking like Kelsey always make mention of. She was talking directly to the FMCSA. So she was like, hey, what I need to do? Boom, this is what you need. And hell, I could have did the same thing, but I didn't know the process and I wanted to make sure it was done right this time around. So it wasn't that lengthy and it just depends on, again, if the name's still available. Um, a lot of times if the name and everything's still, you know, available from a business standpoint, you'll be able to keep your same numbers. Just pay a reactivation fee and they'll send you a letter. And I use that same letter um, saying that um, DTM had been re reactivated. And um, when, when JB Hunt, which I did power on because I didn't have any trailers, when they looked it up, they were like, okay, just send me that reactivation letter. And, you know, I was like, yeah, I was overseas, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, okay, 
run it. And they 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 waived like, you know, 90 days because they do require 90 days. And um, Ebony, Ivory, and I, I think our 90 days will be up on the same day. Um, if not, I'm real close to when their days will be up. And um, they're talking about having a party. I guess I'll join them um, for the DDW. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much how it works. Nice, nice. No, thanks for thanks for the information, Bia, because um, because uh, the guy has a very unique business name. And uh, by any chance, uh, do you know how long it um, you have to reactivate the number? Because uh, from my understanding, is that after a while they start recycling the numbers uh, because there was an influx of USDOT applications, so they start uh, recycling them. So I wonder if there is any like uh, terms on how long uh, a name can stay inactive or how long the USDOT number can stay inactive before it can be reused by somebody else. I will call the FMCSA because what they'll do is they'll look up that number and all that information and they'll give you step-by-step instructions and let you know if they're even able to do it. Um, I don't think that it would be a problem though. I've never actually known of anyone who had a recycle number because they look at your you have to think like say for instance somebody just get into business today they're not going to have a dot number that starts with 159 because when they go to look at how long they've been in business it's going to give them the incorrect date so that's right that's right yep Yep. yeah i would just call them and get the step-by-step instruction she's right but speaking on what i know I, like I said, my cousins have been inactive 15 years, you know, and oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> again, the business name was the hardest, the main reason why they had to, um, why they had to make some changes because the business name wasn't available anymore. But if he kept the business name active, um, I'm pretty sure we could have came in. But again, this is Joe called the pros, like Kelsey said, you know, and, and see what they say. Awesome. No, for sure. And uh, yeah, also I had, I had some experience with the being audited um, myself um, because we had a driver. He was uh, very, 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 uh, he was just an asshole. But anyway, so uh, he caused, he had a lot of out of services within, within two months, he had three out of services. Obviously he no longer works with us, but because of him, there was a yellow flag and we actually had uh, an FMCSA guy come to our, uh, to our office yeah. So they, they they do come to your office, and I mean, we we were being grilled left and right. Um, and unfortunately, because uh, my dad and I we started the company in '05. That was back when you couldn't just go on Google. Oh, well, you could, but it, you know, you had to have a lot of patience with the dial-up internet. And you know, the information wasn't as widely available as it is now. I mean, here we are in the room, and Kelsey's just dropping all these gems left and right on pretty much any any noob can just start up a company without a problem. And so I made a I made a big mistake, um, not having the uh, the consortium, the drug and alcohol testing. And so for like 15 years, we we just didn't have one, and you know, it just you know, it was ignorance on our part, not and not intentional. What did he say when he came to audit your business? Did he see that? Yeah, he asked. He asked for the paperwork, and so I had I had the um, uh, the new employee drug testing because uh, here's here's the thing. So I was confused and uh i misunderstood the requirements for the drug and alcohol testing i didn't realize we had to be enrolled in the consortium like i said it was just ignorance on my part it wasn't intentional it wasn't hiding anything i was under the impression that if we had suspicion of a driver uh you know being drunk or high or whatever uh then we had to send him out to get drug tested that, that was my uh, impression obviously i learned my lesson the hard way 
Uh, but yeah, they uh, when he came by, he's like he they gave us uh, two weeks notice. But he told us that was uh, that was very generous of them because all they have to do is give you forty eight hours notice before they come Excellent. to your office. And pretty much they you know they always tell us like, or they he told us like yeah everything was you know prepared great you know because we had all our paperwork uh, in the stack you know so on and so forth. But you know preparation does help out a lot. So yeah, we did get a fine. Which sucked, you know. It was uh, initially it was like ten grand, but they dropped it down to six because we didn't have the correct drug and alcohol, you know, uh, uh, testing agreement. And so, uh, but uh, I did, I, I didn't want to talk about the um, the idea of uh, the the DOT inspection coming over uh, after the crash. So there are two different types of crash events. There is the preventable and non-preventable. So, for example, in June of 2018, 18 or ni- no, 19, June of 2019, we actually had an accident uh, where we had a guy, uh, one of our drivers, he ran over the uh, road debris from another accident. And what ended up happening, because we had, uh, it was a Detroit engine, and Detroit likes to use fiberglass oil pans for some reason. So, we pretty much had an oil pan destroyed, which pretty much uh, made the truck non-movable, and we had to get it towed. Was and there fatalities? There were zero fatalities, but it was a tow-away situation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's something that they do mark. And we had to get a sheriff involved because we had to get information from the other uh, drivers involved in another accident that we had nothing to do with. But because of their debris, you know, we had a situation ourselves. And because we had to uh, get a ticket, uh, or not a ticket, uh, some sort of a report, uh, the FMCSA was notified, and they put the event on our profile so our our csa score was affected Mm -hmm. and so what ended up happening was i went onto the csa website and actually uh submitted a form where i explained how this accident was non-preventable yeah so because my accident was not preventable and they agreed they reviewed it for like i don't know three four months and this was pre-covid so i can only imagine how long it's going to take now because they use everything as an excuse to take longer. But uh, because of that, you know, I, I'm pretty sure the reason why I didn't have another audit is because it was a non-preventable um, accident and there was no fatalities. But I'm sure if there was fatalities and it was preventable accident, then it, it for sure they would have somebody over at our business within 48 hours. Absolutely. And the crazy part is... When you're a truck driver, I had one of my um, truckers tell me this the other day. He said, when you're a truck driver, they like to think that all accidents are preventable, but that's not always the case. But yes, you're correct, Andre. If they do, if there are any fatalities or a serious type of situation, they are coming to your business to look through your information because when the companies that you hear on the radio that say, um, if you got into a big truck accident, call us. They're going to call and they're going to subpoena your um, all of your records, your EOD records, your drug and alcohol records, your maintenance records, all of that stuff. So the, they, FMCSA has to make sure that you are properly running a safe business. But you definitely dropped a lot of information. I'm glad that you have been through it and you could speak to it. And, you know, people don't know that we're just up here saying stuff that's not true. So, um, yeah, I, did, I, I did have one question, Andre. When you when they up? walked into the business for that one audit, what when what was that date? What year was that? And, uh, that, and, and was that your first year within business? I was going to ask oh, the same question. Oh no, it was. Uh, we've been in business since 05. So um, 
uh, man, <laughs> I don't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday, so I'm not going to remember the, the new entrant. Well, I kind of remember the new entrant portion back in 05. We had a gentleman come in with a, with a nice, one of those nice rugged Panasonic laptops, sat down and pretty much asked us questions. Um, and uh, there's a checklist. And all, literally all, the, all he did was he just went through a checklist and we just provided him with paperwork. Right. Because um, the first one is within the first year is usually to help the company. To exactly. See what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So I was thrown off on that. I was like, I hope that wasn't in, in your first year. That oh, no, 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 no. The, the, the yeah, no, no. The first year, I mean, at least in my experience back then, it was definitely to help us out. Yes, uh, and yes. even like, even the findings uh, that they had, um, I have it somewhere, man. I literally have the night because, you know, keep I keep all the paperwork for Me some too. reason. <laughs> <laughs> and since 05, I still have all the bill ratings and everything, man. I just, I really. Oh, we need those. We were just talking about that last night. We need all those. You want hey, to? I got them all, too. Just like, hey, what'd you uh, say, Andre 2000? I'm with you. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Send it. Send, yeah. <laughs> make, make sure you, uh, yeah, just hop in my DMs and we'll talk it over. No, but actually, I do. Okay. So I, I don't want to be all over the place. I do want to talk with you guys about that because everybody says, oh, yeah, since you have the bill ratings, you know, just just do a direct uh you know to shipper but when you sign up with brokers you do sign a, an agreement where it says that you can't do that uh, for, for a certain amount of time yeah for three years yeah, right so, so it's, it's still a thin line though it, it's a thin line it's just you know yeah I, I get it but at the same time like you know you don't want to bite the hand that feeds you too right but they what, don't have to feed you that's the whole point of using them yeah maybe we can discuss a, the thin line because i i, I love the thin line one that company's dissolved already. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that that, that's something we can we can uh, maybe discuss another time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I would love to I would love to talk about that. I mean, thin lines like let's 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 walk them. <laughs> but uh for the uh for the other um uh the the big uh, the big boy audit that we had a few years ago. Um so uh Henry, what what, what exactly do you want to know? I was I was just wondering what year that was when that audit happened. That was in uh 20 2019. Gotcha. Uh, be- okay. because that was before COVID and, uh, yeah, 2019. Yep. 2019 for sure. And, uh, yeah, he just, uh, you know, they just sent us a letter saying, Hey, in two weeks, uh, we want to come and, you know, here's a checklist of all the things that we, we want you to, uh, you know, prepare for us to look. And they specifically targeted the, the, that one driver that was very <laughs> troublesome for us. So uh, needless to say, it was, it was evident as to why they were coming over. And I mean, rightfully so. I mean, when you get three out of service within two months, you know, something is not right. And, you know, obviously the, the guy's no longer with us. Uh, did, did they yeah, work? again, can can you can you bring it in in terms of do they did, when they send you your audit, do they mail it to you? Um, did you get rid of the driver? If you show that you've gotten rid of the driver, that was the problem. Does that help your case? Um, and lastly, you made mention of like, basically proving your innocence yeah so what really, happened was, from, real yeah, quick real quick real quick from a trucking yes. standpoint you're guilty till you prove your innocence and a forward-facing camera is one of the things that definitely provides evidence to defend your side of the case so uh yeah you go ahead and ask me i just wanted to get those three out before i got muted again you welcome no, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, here, here's the thing. So the proving of our innocence. So the uh, the two out of services were the hours or yeah, two out of services were the hours of service violations because we're still running paper logs. And for those ones, um, the uh, proving our innocence, uh, we just explained the situation. It was more of like the, the driver miscalculated. And obviously, it wasn't the, the you know, 
an excuse. It was an excuse. Um, but uh, for that one, we just sat down with the driver. And at that point, he was still working with us for a couple more months post the uh, the um, uh, the audit. So needless to say, we just explained that uh, the the, uh, the driver, you know, he was talked to. He, we explained the situation. It was only off by 30 minutes. Uh, so it wasn't like huge violations where he was running straight for two days or anything like that. So the um, the guy, you know, the, who audit, did the audit, he's like, oh, yeah, I understand. And I, but at the same time, you know, law is a law. And we're like, yeah, absolutely. For sure. You know, just we just tucked our tail between our legs and just listened and took it um, uh, for the for the third one. The violation was the um, the brake adjustments were uh, out on uh, a trailer, so that was from the maintenance point. And we we just pretty much showed the uh, maintenance records, uh, the yearly FMCSA uh, records, um, and stuff like that. It just you know explained that more more than likely the chambers were just uh, dated, and they just you know did not held the adjustment. The uh, we didn't have the automatic slack adjusters on our trailer. So we explained the situation, but yeah, you're absolutely right. You are guilty until proven innocent. So you are under the Napoleon law system when it comes to like uh, trucking. Uh, so we just explained the situation and, you know, we, we did let the driver go a uh, couple months later for other reasons. Uh, however, what we did get popped was for the lack of having the drug and alcohol consortium. And, you know, that, that's, that's what the only finding they had. So which was that fine. You said seven thousand. No, it was ten G's at first. Um, so here's the thing: the reason why they ask you about your gross income. Uh, so you know, for anybody that goes through the audit, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm not advising you what to do. I'm just giving you my my disclosure right now. I'm not telling you what to do. But uh, what they do is uh, they base their fines off of a certain percentage of your um, gross income, which sucks because you know gross income. I mean, half of the gross income goes into you know fuel uh fuel and insurance alone so it's it's kind of it's kind of bad that they base their uh assumptions on that but they literally ask for your gross income and off of that they determine what your penalty is and uh they give you the pen well they gave us the penalty it was like eleven thousand something and what i did is i um i pleaded the case i was like please you know we learned our lesson you know we already uh got everything in uh situated here's proof that i took action Here's my corrective action plan to make sure this doesn't happen again, which is kind of easy. You just maintain the drug and alcohol consortium, which we do through uh, Concentra. And, uh, you know, I submitted all the uh, paperwork in and they, they dropped it down to like 6,300, which is, you know, hey, you know, we messed up. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and cry about it. You know, it's like, you know, you know, I messed up, you know, learned my lesson the hard way. But I think if you do get hit with a fine, uh, you absolutely should. Um, you know, ask them for just, yeah, to just reduce the fine or I don't want to say forgiveness, but yes, the the least you can do is just submit a letter saying, Hey guys, like, you know, I, I messed up my bad. I'm sorry. Here's what I did to make sure this doesn't happen again. I learned my lesson. Um, You know, and they, they'll work with you and they worked with us, you know, they dropped it by pretty much a third. So that was, that was very generous of them, man. But, (laughs) but needless to say, take notes uh, on that, take notes. Yeah, I, all I right, think... Andre, Andre 2000, come with. <laughs> yeah, hey, and not to scare everybody, your very first audit, like, don't don't bug yourself out. It's really them making sure that you're on point and you know what to do. Right. You That's know, what they sure want you to see. Can help no, you out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that, too. I think the, the, me the too. Scariest, scariest audit is maybe your second or third. 
But so not third, really, and I'm sure Kelsey can simplify it for you because once you know it, it's simple. You do it as you go. Exactly. Yeah, but sometimes you get so comfortable. Yeah. 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 You can't. You Yeah. I know we can't. I mean, Mark, we know we can't. I, get, I can't get comfortable in <laughs> Look, saying my I, th- I think the thing that makes it... The thing that makes right. it difficult now is like stuff is changing all the time. So that's what got right. me worried because things are changing rapidly like in the last two or three years. It seemed like yeah. things are changing rapidly. So to make sure that you can stay on top of that so you can have all your stuff in place. But these ODs actually help out a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so so one of the resources, you know, like this, you mentioned um, uh, Foley, right? The uh, Foley, the services folks who help you out with the paperwork and stuff. Um, what I actually do is I just sign up for their like newsletters. And, yep. you know, uh, they, they like to uh, they like to do their cold calls or cold emails, whatever you want to call it. So they, they send you out like, for example, um, I've, I didn't forget about my UCR. Um, it's uh, more like, you know, I just I remember the date and I'm just waiting till the last minute to submit my UCR. So on and so forth. But, you know, they just kept selling, sending me emails like, hey, don't forget your, your UCR is coming up. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, sign up with Foley Services so we can do it for, your, for you. I'm like, hey. Hey, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for reminding yeah. me. <laughs> they just you sent know, an email so- about the, the road <laughs> check we was talking about. They just sent an email yes. about that. Like, hey, May 4th and May 6th, but watch yourself, you know. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good gym, too. Hey, I have those blocked off from me, man. I, I ain't told my drivers. I'm like, you know, we'll take a nice little vacation around right. that time. <laughs> wow. You gave but- us a lot of good information. I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Um, I don't mean to cut you off, but it is a couple other people that do want to ask some questions, but you definitely gave some great, great, great information. Thank you so much for yeah, all thank that. you for that. Absolutely. Yeah. Looking forward to talking to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. Yes, thank sir. you. Hey, Ebony, how are you? Good. How you doing, Kelsey? Um, thanks, everybody, just for giving those good gems and, you know, um, giving us a lot of good knowledge. Um, my name is Ebony Polk. I'm from uh, St. Louis, Missouri. And just to kind of piggyback off of what um, Andre was saying, I am a third party um, administrator and he is, you know, right about a lot of those uh policies and those fines they can rack up so if anybody in here needs a third party uh administrator or consortium um just hit my dm oh yeah i'll definitely reach out to you because i do have a couple questions myself actually so thank you so much for that ebony no problem that consortium that we're talking about definitely reach out to her if you have any questions she's black owned yes that's amazing small business owner so yeah we might have to look at some rates and see what she has to offer yeah no problem and i also have the drug and alcohol policy to offer when you sign up too so you can have that as well perfect yeah that's definitely well needed thank you so much thanks hey latasha how are you doing Good morning. I'm good. What can so, we help with today? Um, I'm, I'm a new broker and I'm having a hard time trying to figure out what goes in the shipper agreement. Can anyone help me with that? Bree? Sorry, I was trying to hurry up and get back to my phone. Uh, yep, I can um help you with it. Uh, your your surety bond goes in there. Your insurance go in there. Um, I could I could honestly send you mine, uh, if it might help you. I don't know everything off the top of my head, but I could send it. To, if you send me your phone number real quick, I could send you mine right now. Okay, thank but, you so much. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. Hope that helps you out, Latasha. Did you have any other questions? Um, and I was trying to figure out because. Like you said, when you first start out or when you apply, I got all kind of information and emails about um, factoring companies. 
So I know it's good to have a factoring company, but I cannot decipher which one is better for me. Bree, which one you use? I use uh, Axel. Sorry, having a brain fart. And um, and when you when you uh, it's it's okay. So it's no contract. Um, he do the invoice to the shipper. Um, you can walk away anytime. I think mine's is. I think I pay. I think I'm three percent. Um, and he is. His name is Travis. He's awesome, and he'll also help you like. Um, get your business started like uh, he was a broker too mm -hmm. so like he got some good insight on that um he'll send you like examples and stuff you just gotta ask just okay. ask him some questions he'll definitely uh help you out there but uh great factoring company and they do brokers uh they do they they do brokers and they do carriers okay thank you so much yep send me your number okay all right lakeisha are you there I'm here. Can you reset the room, ma'am? You are now listening to Truckin' Breakfast Club on the Truckin' Breakfast Club platform. Um, any questions that you might have, you can come up and ask them. We just ask you to mute your mic, be respectful, and um, make sure you get all the knowledge you can, get in all those questions. Good job, Keyshawn. I see you're back up here. Did you have another question, sir? All right, we'll come back to him. Hey, Quita, how are you? Good morning. Um, how are you guys? I um, heard a young lady earlier this morning said that she um, did taxes. Um, do you specialize in trucking taxes or is it just regular? Yes, I specialize in um, trucking taxes as well. Okay, great. So you have an Instagram or... Yes, um, all of my information um, is in my bio. So if you just click on my picture, um, you'll be able to see all of my information. Okay. Yeah. I got it. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Hope that helps you, Miss Quita. Hey, Amir, how are you, sir? You have to unmute your microphone. Oh, good morning. Um, I don't have a question. I, I own a trucking company in the DMV. And um, I was just wanted to say that as far as uh, drug testing and consorting, I use Poke. I think she was just up here talking too. I think Poke drug testing. She's been an excellent help for me and my company as far as getting us into consortium, getting my drug drivers testing and things like that. Um, as well as factoring. I heard somebody mention something about factoring. I use Vero. Um, factoring and they're there uh and what I what I have noticed that me and another trucking company carrier we got together and we and we got a lower rate because we factored together. I think we started out factoring individually as uh three three percent and now that we got together with Vero, even though our accounts are separate, but they're factoring our our, our, our numbers together. So we're down to one point five percent. So that's an option for people to team up. And, and, and go at these factoring companies as a unit and get a better rate. Uh, also, Vero uh, loves truck stop, just bought Vero. So they offer what you call an LE, LEX card in which you get most of the time $2,500 credit on fuel and discounts and stuff like that. And then you just pay through your factoring company 
um, what you used in fuel. So I, that's been a benefit for my company, just trying to share the information. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, Thank no doubt. Here. Greatly appreciate that. Miss Ebony, did you have something else to add? She, she's currently with a client, but I, I heard 73 Trucking is what we know him as on um, social media. Speak to um, the consortium that we have. We want to you know, tell you that we appreciate you. He's uh, booming on social media. Um, he's currently in our Instagram bio if you want to follow him also. I mean, our, our last story post. And um, for those that just joined, if you don't have a drug and alcohol policy, we offer that. Um, if you Even if you are with Foley or someone else, want that in your trucking binder, Within your truck, within your company, we offer whatever you need. We pretty much got it. Our information is in our bio. We're willing to take questions. Whatever you want, we're here to help. Um, and we're just, you know, happy to be in a trucking business. And our, our just our joy is keeping everybody compliant. Love you so much. Like I told Miss Ebony, I'll definitely be reaching out to her. Oh, yeah. We appreciate you, Kelsey, so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good day. You too. Hey, Lorenzo. How are you, sir? Finding yourself. Good morning, your crew. Good morning. What can we help you with today? You got some gems to drop on us? No, I, I got a question for you, and I think a little bit of Bree. Um, far as right, I have a you know, far as I want to get into the freight forwarding um part of the business. Now, do I have to file a new MC number, or can I use my existing MC? No, you have to get a new one because those MCs start with FF. Oh, so I have to file a new one. Correct. So I have to get a new, well, I have to get a new insurance policy and everything? Uh, that part I'm not sure about. I would speak to your insurance agent, and if Elijah's up here, he can add on to that, because I don't know the insurance qualifications mandated for the freight forwarding. I'm not going to lie. I've never set up a freight forwarder. Um, but I know that that's a completely different number. Those numbers start with FF, so you can't just transfer that. All right, now, how about the uh, if I was to do... Um, become a broker will i be able to use the um mc number my old mc number no that's a different mc number as well it's a different classification you have motor carrier freight forwarder and broker those are three different things oh okay now because like sometimes like how you how you see like um like the bigger companies they have they use the same mc number with um with their brokering firm like which type of larger carrier because typically what they do is like i know for i forget who the bigger company is but they have smaller brokerages underneath them so like jb hunt this is just an example um because i don't know if this is the correct larger company who does this i know they do it but i don't know if this is their smaller company so like jb hunt they'll broker down to coyote but it's a different broker and number, so they work underneath one another. Is that if I saying that correct? And Lance, Landstar does it too, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I know so, you said it right, but I wanted Bree to uh, our Mark, Bree, our Mark can um, you know, clarify. But it that is true. Yeah, and a carry, yeah, and a carry. I just walked broker. back in. I'm sorry. No, you're okay. So we're just Mr. Lorenzo was asking if he can use his carrier MC number for a broker, and you can't do that. It's a different classification. Yeah, it's totally different. When you see the, uh, you know, a lot of authority carriers, you're going to say uh, whatever your number is, it's going to say a C, dash C, that's for carrier. And the brokers have the slash B and freight forwarders have the double F. 
and you wouldn't want to do it anyway. Even if you are a carrier and a broker, you want to keep, you know, what they say? Keep it separate. Yeah, you don't want the right <laughs> hand to know what the left hand doing. Uh, I appreciate it. So I know what I got to do now. Yeah, it just simplifies everything. Okay, thank you. No problem. Cool, cool. Appreciate that. Hey, CJ, what you got going on? Good morning. Um, I think it was Desi or Henry was talking about when they started out, they had to do it. My question was, um, I was thinking, um, well, I'm going to hot shot, but I was thinking about car hauling, but but you're talking about the insurance. Like, I think I'm going to just get a flatbed. But the question I have is with the flatbed, if I end up like carrying like a car or two, just to get me to another load, do I have to put down that I'm a car hauler? No. No. One, one, we, we don't have to classify. Okay, so high shot or flatbed, we don't have to classify ourselves as, as a car hauler or auto hauler. When you see an auto trailer, they, they, okay, let me, let me get it back together, CJ. So when you're talking about hot shots, you see the hot shots where they got the cars over the, the bed of the, uh, the bed of the truck, right? Right. Th- that's an auto hauler. You don't have an auto hauler trailer, but you still can haul cars. You don't have to have the classification of that. And the good thing about that is, some loads are separated. Like if it's one vehicle, they'll just put it on the load board and, and then you'll call and they say it's a vehicle. But I don't want you to do that, CJ, unless you want to just stay in that auto uh, hauling area. Because you, uh, uh, when you do car hauling, calling, they have their own per se specification on the load board. Okay. Yeah, that was my question because at first I was thinking about Buying a car hauler until I'm not sure I mean, if you do, or, or Henry it, talking about it, but I think um I just get the flatbed and they'll right, right, and I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why. When you become a car hauler and you get that type of trailer, that's the only thing you can do. So when you're sitting, you're just sitting, and um, I mean, you can haul on a car hauler one car. I'm not saying that. I just like to go with hot shots being versatile at first. I'll even say this: If you want a car haul, get a car haul, tra- get a car hauler trailer, and then get a regular uh, forty foot trailer. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So you can be versatile. I just don't want you to fall off in that specification unless you really, really like that niche. It's a niche too with the hot shots. I don't do auto um, hauling only because it is, and I'm not trying to scare anyone. Um, I'm not trying to scare anyone out there. I got a phone call. I'm sorry. Um. Auto hauling becomes difficult when you drop off because they do an audit on every car that you haul. So if you have a dispatcher, your wife, that needs you to be somewhere else, CJ, it's going to be hard for her to book you because you don't know how long they're going to take at that dealership to get those cars off the hauler. So me, I just stay away. I'll, I'll do it, but I just stay away from it or I scale differently. I dispatch differently. Okay, thank you. Now, it's, de- it's definitely a niche way of dispatching um cars. I know a li- uh, guy, he he doesn't necessarily do dealerships. So he he does like one car at a time and the way he has to organize that is so crazy. It's like, "Cool, you got a five five car hauler, but you got to be real strategic about where you picking up and dropping off so you can maximize 
you know, the money that's on the trailer. It's def- exactly. definitely a different way to that. dispatch. And you have to, um, um, and Henry's right, you have to rearrange it too on your, um, see, I love doing partials, right? So say I go pick up a truck that's only um, 20 feet, right? I still got 20 other feet I can fool with. But when you do cars, they sometimes like to only have that vehicle on your trailer. So um, I'm just kind of picky about it, but I will do it. And you'll do it too, CJ, because it's money. But I like to do um, used cars, if, if that okay. makes sense. Because with those, when, with those new cars, it's so much insurance, CJ, and it's so much out of them when you get there. I, I'll never forget. I'll give you a prime example. I did Ford uh, vans to the uh, in Conyers, and it took them almost from. I felt like I went. I felt like he went and bought a car. It was an all day <laughs> process, like you know, because they had to check the vans, check the scratches, check the you know, and even when you pick up, they do the same thing. You know, it's just like you you're carrying there there, and they love to get you a scratch. Uh, uh anything yeah anything, anything. I, I i had a i had a guy that um told me they they peeled like you know they have they, they have the white plastic on the new cars they peeled that off it took some of the paint off and they charged it to him you know and since he was scared to fight it because he it was like a big account with him he just paid it but you know that went automatically on his insurance they wouldn't even let him pay it out of pocket so he had a, a ding on his insurance and everything for that you know just being nitpicky yeah, I think each department of the transportation has its ups and downs, but you could definitely get it in any way you go. Definitely. I wouldn't do the car hauling. It wouldn't be because of the insurance, though. You know, you're going to make more money, so the insurance is going to be there. But uh, I think it's other things like they're mentioning that I wouldn't too much. But for some people, it's great. And the folks that's been doing it, they love it. But yeah. for me, I was like, nah, it was other reasons, you know. But I, I agree with what they're saying. Yeah, I got I got a friend. Um, He's in... um. Uh, Florida. He's in Florida and he makes a killing out of car hauling. He dispatches himself and he dispatches um, two dualies and two other large car haulers and everybody he work with make money. And it's just because of the way he dispatch, he knows what he's doing. So there's definitely money in it. But like you said, those little nicks and some, my one guy, he was like, you just got to know some tricks. So, you know, you fix it yourself if you can, because if not, they're going to tax you. And I just think if you're going to call haul, Make that your main specialty. Stay there. Yes. At least first. Well, that's what, well, yeah, I agree yeah. with you. You're right. Hope okay, we ain't give you too much y'all. information. <laughs> nah, Three cause much. Because my wife, she in here, because I'm driving right now, so she probably at work taking notes. I know she is, because she the best. <laughs> that's she awesome. Is. Shout out to our Kia. <laughs> Shout out to my boo thing. Gonna dispatch for CJ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's dope. You had anything else or was that it? That was it. Awesome. Appreciate that, CJ. All right. Thank you. Hey, Miss Amy. Miss Amy. She may be driving. Yeah, she works. Hey, I was driving, guys. You know what my question is? Family, Clubhouse family, I love you guys. I love you. 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 Just like Dez and Kelsey says, we're working together, guys. You know what my question is? It's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I've uh, started the box truck, and I need a 14, 16-foot box truck here in the DFW area. Uh, on the 15th, they're hiring for a dedicated run. I can tell you guys that. Paying $190 a day, um, hourly pay after eight hours, and 57 cents after 200 and some miles, Okay. 
I'm gonna go ahead and throw that out there. Um, I've been connected with insurance through Clubhouse. I've been connected with compliance through Clubhouse. Guys, I love my family. Now, my question is, how do I connect a nonprofit business with my business? Basically, I know I'm gonna have to change or get another EIN number, but how do I connect it? Because I distribute food in my box truck. How do I connect the nonprofit with my business. Delana, do you know that information? If you're here with I'm sorry, could you repeat that? How do I connect the a nonprofit business with my business? Sisters Trucking distributes foods to the uh low income uh homes and we also move furniture for them. And we do not charge the family. We just basically ask them to give a donation. Yes. So you would do that. Um, you would write it off as a contribution. Through the job, through my company. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Okay. So this is done weekly, what I'm doing. So thank you I so think, much. To, hmm. I think it'd be a hassle though, Miss Amy, to start a nonprofit because not a hassle. I just think what you're doing right now, what Delena said, like write it off first. And then okay. when it becomes more profitable, not, you know, it's a nonprofit organization, but you know what I mean. When it becomes, um, when it grows, then I will get into, I will ask Delane, okay, you know, I'm doing more than just a contribution. So how mm -hmm. do I separate these two? That's what I need. And I even appreciate you. Right. The way I need to ask it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm going to give back to you, Miss uh, Delana, and I'm going to give back to you, Miss Keisha, you guys. So again, thank you, family, for being here every morning. I appreciate you guys. And okay. appreciate the work that you're doing. You know, that's great. Amy. Yeah. Hey, everybody, everybody. I love you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm signing back off because I'm picking up food right now. Love awesome. You guys. All right. Talk to you later. She's so sweet. I love her. Hey, Adrian. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Man, going great, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Just getting in, getting in one day at a time. Question for for um I had a I had a question for um, the gentleman um I think his name is uh was up here a little earlier about the factoring situation. I was trying to figure out you know I do business with my family as well, so um you know we have different authorities, different MCs. You know if I wanted to hook up with Desi, I wanted to know or, or anybody you know for that matter. How do I combine? How do they structure that deal to get that one percent mark? Because everybody's kind of up at three percent mark. Everybody's up around you know, two point, whatever. But um, if, if I'm trying to minimize my expenses and get that that um, that factoring deal down, how are they structuring that deal? If anybody on stage knows, I like to know too. Cause you, what's that? I brought him back up here for you. Mr. Amir, could you answer his question, sir? Yeah. Yeah, the way, the way that we structured the deal is that I had a, friend of mine who also is a carrier he has trucks i am a carrier i don't have a trucking company i have trucks and we went in as a group so and we we our total factory numbers the factory company takes it as a whole so since we are factoring if i would this is an example if i was factoring a hundred thousand dollars a year I bring him in. Now we're we're sending the factory company two hundred thousand dollars a year together. We're we're able to then leverage a, a a lower rate because we're bringing in more money as a as a as a group, and that's through Vero. 
So Vero allows that Vero factoring. Yeah, I actually um I actually just went under somebody. Luckily, I didn't have to go in all together, and they gave me like one point two five. But I'm gonna have uh, somebody else look at my contracts and make sure they're straight. But when I do my factoring if I have to do it. It's like one point two five because I think it's amongst like thirteen trucks. Yeah, I, I like the idea of no commitment as far as um because you know most of them lock you in for at least thirty days at a time. Yeah, yeah, so I'm, yeah. So I'm looking at um I mean that that all sounds great. Most companies don't allow for you to you know combine. It, with different authorities so that that was kind of my question for you but if there's i guess vero allows it then um i might need to look over there and see what they're talking about because we can combine two or three of our authorities and get even get an even better rate because if we all get in you know kind of like elijah with the black truckers association if we all get in we can bring that rate down to under one percent that'd be awesome yeah that'd be great if we bring them a million dollars worth of business and we can do that, that that's what yeah, I think I, I was in another group last night and uh, Lorenzo can speak to this. Like they're talking about the Black Truckers Association and this how how we have power and unity. You know, like if we start teaming up and not working against each other, but working with each other, then we can walk to these companies and, and put it on the table and, deva- and demand a uh, better rate. Because at the end of the day, it's about money. <laughs> they just Very want true. to make money. So we have power. We have power. We just have to unify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's basically why why we here every morning just to bring about that network and power that we have and just bringing it all together. So yeah, definitely, definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, can you spell Vero for me? Because I've never heard of them. If you don't mind, V, as in Victor, E as in Edward, R as in Richard. O. so Vero. Gotcha. And when you and when you get in contact with them, ask to speak to management and tell them, you know, this is what you're planning. And, and when you talk to a manager, they're going to know exactly what you're talking about. And then you can then you can go from there. Kelsey, what you what you think about getting um, Elijah involved in this, just compiling the group to see who um, I like it. Be interested. I like okay. it. I think we we could do a closed room and talk about it and figure out how to roll it out. I think that's yeah. a good idea because, like you said, if you're bringing over a million dollars worth of business, you know what I'm saying, and they'll they'll like that. I could actually, um, I'll make a phone call too to another factoring company as well. And I know we have, um, I don't know if he's still in here now, but the guy that was up here yesterday that does factoring as well. Here he go, right here. Let's ask him. Does he do this? Let's see. Hey, hey, how are you? I'm not too bad. It's in the middle of some stuff. I have to jump on and off, but I'm here now. Did you hear kind of the conversation that we were having? A little bit. It's kind of, if, I, if I'm correct, you kind of join together and to a fact, come to a factoring company and say, hey, you know, we're separate companies, but we're all joining at once. You know, what right. type of, can you do a discount rate? Discount. Is that, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've done that before. What's the lowest rate that you can get for that? Is it depend on how much money you're bringing in? Yeah, it definitely is going to be depending on volume and also, you know, how good your accounts look. So for those of you who don't know, on the factoring side, there's pretty much two things that are going to cause a factor to give you a better rate. One's definitely going to be how much overall volume you're doing a month, but also to how clean your AR is. So if you guys have a bunch of like claims and this is more notorious for car haulers, um, but if, you know, your AR is turning, you know, closer to 45 to 60 days, 
versus you know 35 days, which is more typical, um, that that will give you a better rate because a factor's money isn't out the door for as long. So the longer a factor has their money out the door, the very the much more quickly their profits decrease. Gotcha. Okay. So that wouldn't have anything to do with, and this is just kind of a sidebar question, I guess. Of course, how you pay us first and then you all submit it to the shipper to get the funds or whatever the process is. When you speak of AR, do you mean how long it takes them to get you their funds? Or do you just mean in a sense of the claims only? No, no. So it's in essence how long, you know, we get paid from your customers. So, you know, all the all the big guys will typically pay factors uh, a little bit longer than they would a carrier, which is what we expect. However, you know, if people have really bad paperwork and we all know that brokers will play games and try to say they didn't receive this or this doesn't match or whatever. So if your paperwork is clean, it helps, you know, us get paid faster. So, I mean, that's just one of the things that, you know, that helps your account look good to a factor. We can see that, oh, wow, yeah, your your invoices are getting paid, you know, in 30 to 40 days instead of, you know, 60 to 90 days. That looks really good. That's an interesting conversation. Yeah, Adrian, I think that um, that's something we definitely need to look into, especially if we get it for a lower. Because I know right now we're at, we're pretty low, um, lower than what someone mentioned. The average percentage is like four percent. We ain't at no four <laughs> percent. Yeah, four percent is high. That's too high. I don't have anybody. Three percent is high, really. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially know- when we know what they could do. Exactly. Yeah. I forgot who mentioned that. Somebody mentioned it that it was about four percent. That was like, the last. That was the last. Um, Kel. Yeah, that's Adrian. I've got into is on the thirty days. Like I know, um, they've got TMS management program. If we mentioned that, that give you a short term, you know, to deal with it. And I'm Amadeus. I've talked to you on another forum. So yeah, you can confirm that. But yeah, you definitely. Me and Adrian were talking about that the other night. The non-committals in terms of, you know, like 30 days, because that's about how long um, the guy from, I can't remember his name. But yeah, he told me, basically, he talked to me trying to sell me that. I wanted to talk to you today about that, Kev. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. But yeah, thank you so much, A, for giving that additional um, knowledge into that. Bree, did you have something else too? Yeah, I just wanted to know that he worked with brokers as well. Yeah, we do. We uh, we work with brokers new and established. Okay, no word. What's the average rate for the uh, the new brokers, Amados? Yeah, so our, our broker program is pretty interesting. Uh, our fee breakdown doesn't start until after thirty days, so um, we don't charge any fees unless that broker, unless the invoice starts getting paid after. 30 days. And if it starts after 30 days, it's 1% every 15 days. So it literally doesn't charge the broker anything if the invoices pay in the normal time, which is honestly pretty, pretty often. How how uh, fast do you guys pay out? We, what do you mean as fast as we pay out? Like, is it, is it like, well, not so much a fast, but how much of a, the percentage you pay out everything or Ninety yeah, percent. No, we 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 pay out everything to you. So obviously, you're in our system. You'll submit the load, in essence, twice. Whatever you're going to get paid, and whatever you're going to pay the carrier separately, then we just pay you. You know what's what's in there. So. Okay. Okay. 
Ooh, that's some good information. Thank you so much for all that knowledge. Did that help you, Adrian? That's something we definitely got to talk about. Yeah, that's good. I'm, I'm going to connect with, with, with a couple of people on the phone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get with them on the side. I see the time is lining up, so I'll get with them on the side. Absolutely. Thank you Absolutely. so much, sir. And thank you, too, a, uh, for coming up and being able to clarify that information for us. We greatly appreciate it and look forward to having you help us on factoring tomorrow. <laughs> I can't wait for it. I'm so excited, y'all. I'm not even kidding. I'm so, I'm so yeah, excited. Yeah, get some notes together. Get some notes together about different things that beginners need to know when they're looking for a factoring company. That's what I'm looking for specifically. Oh, I already have all that. And you have no idea. I mean, there's so right. much stuff that people don't know. These terminologies, recourse with non-recourse, with a contract versus agreement, all this stuff. Yeah, we definitely look forward to hearing that from you tomorrow. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Hey, Arkea. Hi, I'm going to be quick. I just want to say thank you to Lakeisha and Kelsey. Love you guys. Um, Like both of you said earlier, this platform is great because if this was available years ago, I would already be in this business. Yeah, yeah. Um, because right. it's hard when you know everything, but no one wants to give you a job because mm -hmm. of who you are and how young you are yeah so this opens the door like i told Shaq last night like these this is giving a lot of us an opportunity to move forward like i'm happy y'all talked about the um the car haul shipping because it was bought up last night in one of the rooms and when cj bought it up i was like I don't know because we started looking at like the different things to how you take the pictures of the vehicles and how it's being shipped and everything. So I was wondering like how much insurance is needed for this. You are you asking that question now? Oh no, I'm just saying. Oh, I, mean, oh, I was like, lot. girl, I don't know where's Elijah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, no. Somebody told somebody told me it was a million dollars. Um, that is actually a broker who does car home um but it might be a little bit more a little bit less i don't know for sure but yeah i was about to do it and they told me two million yeah right but y'all explained it better for us because like i said the other day he wants to do hot we want to do hot shot but he's certified in so many different things so it's right. like we can't you leave, move you don't want to leave more. money on the table right because he can get in the port he does port work already he's tankerman endorsed he's hazmat endorsed and see, that's what I was saying, Akira. He and I know, I know you guys per se on that level. I was like, I, I just knew for you, you know, you guys. I was like, I don't want y'all to do that. And I'm sorry you had to say that because I mean, he had so much going on. I didn't want him just to focus on the car hauling because if you're dispatching, it's a just like Henry say, it's an art because you don't know how long you're gonna be at the, these dealerships. You know, and I'm not trying to, you know, somebody, I have a friend that loves um, to do that, but it, he'll also tell you this is all he'll do. He's not going to touch nothing else. Right, right. And this is, it wouldn't be, I don't think that we will be able to just focus on that because you can't just sit. I mean, it's him and it's, it's us and it's together, but we have kids. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, y'all figure it out. Just think about it. Get your business plan together. Make a list between car hauling and whatever else it was that you all wanted to do with a dually and just see which one will work better. Like you said, for your family, too, because I know a lot of stuff we got to set to the side because we have kids as well. And then, you know, we come back to it. So 
Just make that list and figure out which one will work best for you guys' family. Yes, ma'am. But again, I want to thank y'all for this. I'm on here every day and joining the other rooms that y'all are in. And it's a lot of information that is given. And it's just for everybody on here to just receive it and move forward with it. Mm -hmm. Do something with the information. Definitely. We love you too, girl. Thank you for always coming up here, giving us feedback. We appreciate it. (laughs) I know. Love you guys. Y'all have a great day. Yeah, you You too. too. All right, last person. Hey, money hungry G's. Did I say it right this time? Yeah, you got it right. You got it right. <laughs> Hi, everybody doing? Hey, Big girl. shout out to everybody in the room. Stay money hungry. Stay consistent. Stay down for the come up. Um, y'all answered a couple of my questions, but one of the questions I had was, what's the uh, what's the longest you've heard of a company not being audited in a year? Like, what's the longest time? Because I know everybody gets audited. So yeah. I'm just trying to figure out what's the longest amount. Like, what's the furthest? somebody has went without being audited. So I have a client that went a year, but that's only because of COVID. Typically, when we came in, we was audited within the first four months. So usually within the six to 12 month period, that's when you'll get audited. Okay. And then, and another another question. Can, um, can anybody for me any information on that B- Hold on, you, your phone's breaking up. Something about you know, like church association. Your phone broke up. What was your question, sir? I'm back. I'm back. I said to anybody, can anybody forward me? I said, can anybody forward me any information on the BTA? I heard somebody say something about a black trucker association or something like that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hit me in my DM and we'll get you in touch with Elijah, but also get you over to the Facebook page so you can stay connected there too. If you have Facebook. Okay, it's a bit. Appreciate y'all. You're welcome. Have a good day. And definitely go to blacktruckersassociation.org. Yeah. Go in there and put in um your email so you can get the updates as well. That too. That too. Thank you for that, Henry. I completely forgot about that. All right, y'all. It's 1105. We're going to go ahead and wrap up the day. Did any of the crew, Bree, Keisha, Henry, did you guys have anything to leave us with today? Man, I'm just going to say good day. Kelsey, I appreciate all the research you do and being able to give it to everybody, including myself, in a way that's easy to digest and understand. And appreciate everybody that's going out there. You know, y'all working y'all dream. Just make it happen. Everybody's entrepreneurs. We're here to help. Hit us up. Absolutely. Keisha and Bree, y'all got anything? I have nothing yet. I'll see you guys <laughs> tomorrow. And make sure, guys, if you want to see us, we have fun. It's not even about a course at this point. You get Kelsey, Bree. Jen, TJ, we have fun. We have fun learning. So come yep. on down to Death Row Records. Come on. Come on, <laughs> C Shoot. Yeah, y'all have a great day. Have a productive day, and we'll see y'all tomorrow. Absolutely. Come back tomorrow. Henry, go ahead and start the music so I can give us get a little outro. Oh, she about to freestyle. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody make that first. Make sure, make sure you come back tomorrow for day three of our series where we will be talking about the actual trucking operation set up for your trucking company for this um, company setup checklist series, whatever you want to call it. If you need the checklist, hit me up. I'll email it to you. If you have any other questions, you know where to find us and we'll see y'all on tomorrow. Have a good day. Bye, Delana girl. We saying bye. Oh, bye. I'm sorry. I was on the call. No, it's okay. See y'all later. Um, hmm.